if we can help people understand how to see themselves in the right opportunities that will get more volunteers and will get people who have much more of a lasting impact for the organizations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Man Talks Podcast. My name is Roger Nairn. He's Roger Nairn and I'm Connor Beaton. Today we have a very special guest. All our guests are special. This one's special as well. His name is Sam Van Kuchen. He's the founder of Golden. So what is Golden? Golden has launched an app to make volunteering effortless. Golden helps people find local volunteer opportunities based on the things they would otherwise be doing for fun. Based on significant research into the causes of volunteer attrition, Golden's approach makes volunteering effortless, meaningful, and improves volunteer retention. Golden helps nonprofit organizations by providing high-value volunteers and operational analytics. Golden is currently available in Los Angeles, which is the first market with more and more cities to come. And I think after you listen to Sam today, you're going to want to get Golden into your town. They have over 3,500 Golden opportunities from 2,500 organizations within 20 miles of, of downtown Los Angeles. Through a compelling selection of volunteer opportunities, Golden wants to help facilitate a feeling of happiness, sense of community, and higher quality of life through volunteer work. Before Golden, Sam worked in corporate innovation at Penske and as managing director of Applico, where he helped Google, HP, Disney, and others launch new platform businesses. He's an accomplished entrepreneur and mentor at Launchpad LA, Amplify LA, and Stanford House Center for Public Service. Sam received his MA and BA degrees from Stanford, where he studied social entrepreneurship, organizational behavior, and design thinking. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit, Connor, about the interview? Yeah, cool. So why is this all important? Why do you want to listen to this podcast? I think the biggest, biggest thing is we all want to give back. I think the more people that I've talked to in the Man Talks community, the more that I realize that people want to give back their time, they want to give back their energy or money, like whatever it is. And Sam is an expert in that field. He's got some really sage advice. He doesn't just talk about gold and he actually talks about the volunteering industry as a whole and some of the key ways that you can get involved. Um, so if you're wanting to get involved, if you run a charity, a non-for-profit, or if you're just wanting to, you know, give some time, or if there's people out there that are, that are just curious, definitely check this out. It's a kick-ass episode. Awesome. And with that, let's bring on Mr. Sam Van Kuchen. Hey, Sam, welcome to the Man Talks podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Before we get started, we always like to ask our guests one very important question. Can you tell us all about a defining moment for you as a man? For sure. Uh, when I was a sophomore at Stanford, I pitched the first concept I had for an idea like the current company I started, Golden. And I was in a class with about eight other students, and a couple of them were in a team with me. And I just spoke about this idea during class. And that was in 2006. And so after class, the guest speaker came up and said, hey, that idea is really good. Maybe we should talk about it. And I said, wow, I'm, I'm really glad you feel that way. Thanks so much. And I went home to write her an email on a Thursday, like right after class. And she'd already written me an email. And I guess that's an important detail because it was in the days before like smartphones put the email on them and stuff. And, uh, and in the email, she'd said, hey, I'm flying out the head of um, you know, investments from or social impact investments from Facebook and Yahoo. And we're going to sit down this weekend and talk about your idea. And then by that Sunday, so like, you know, three, four days later, we had term sheets for investments uh, from those companies. And at the time, 
we didn't even have a company incorporated. We didn't have a full team of people that we would need to pull off the idea. And I had to make the decision kind of on the spot to not go study abroad, drop out of college and live illegally in my fraternity house for a year to scrape together the beginnings of this company with a couple of my friends from college. And I think that's for sure one of a small handful of pivotal decisions I've made that have affected the trajectory of my life, but definitely the one that I think, you know, took a, took a major pair to be able to, you know, to get up the nerve to do. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty freaking awesome. And I mean, you know, congrats on, uh, on taking the leap. And I think, you know, I think congrats on just, uh, having like being bold enough to just share that idea with somebody and, and, you know, stand up there and, and just let it all out. I think sometimes when you put it out there, um, when you step into the unknown, it's incredible what can happen. So thanks for kicking us off with that little story. So, so you just mentioned golden, which is, which is your company uh, taking a few steps backwards. Why don't we just build a little bit of context for the listeners? Um, maybe kind of, um, share what golden is and sort of how you, how you got to that place. Absolutely. So Golden is the most fun and effortless way to volunteer and to manage volunteers. And the easiest way to think about it is we have an app that anybody can download and use. If you're in LA, we're expanding soon. And it looks a lot like Hotel Tonight or Postmates or Airbnb, where you can see things and you can understand what they're really like. And it it tells you in plain English what the opportunity is like, and you can just sign up and go straight through the app. But we also use the mobile apps to track contributions and engagement of volunteers and efficiency of volunteer programs. And we visualize all of that data in dashboards on the web that are clients subscribe to. So those are dashboards for people like nonprofits and schools and community and religious groups, but also companies, governments, and philanthropists who are interested in understanding how the sector works and improving the way it works. And so when, so why, you know, why, why would uh, a nonprofit need a service like this? And then on the flip side, what, what's in it for the volunteer? That's, you know, the great core set of questions. So for nonprofits, In general, in the United States alone, there are about a million and a half nonprofits that contribute to what is about a trillion dollar a year economy. And for more than a million of those million and a half nonprofits, the highest costs they have are staffing related. And that's crazy because most of their staff are volunteers. And it means that the costs are being driven by being unable to source uh, useful volunteers or get in front of enough people and then training volunteers. And one of the saddest statistics that we see today is that 55% of volunteers who go through a training program never actually come back to volunteer. And we think if there are more authentic matches, if we can help people understand how to see themselves in the right opportunities, that we'll get more volunteers and we'll get people who have much more of a lasting impact for the organizations. So they see the benefit of reducing their cost of operations, but they're also getting much more embedded and passionate members of their community who might also become donors, might also invite their friends or grow the way that that program affects the world around it. For volunteers, we want to help people like you and me capture the most special moments in our lives, the ones when we know we're happy, we know we're feeling like our truest selves, and we want to be able to deliver those moments with more frequency. So there have been a lot of academic studies by all kinds of different universities that 
there are only so many core drivers of happiness in our lives, and they shouldn't be a surprise. There are things like diet, exercise, spirituality, religion, meditation, that whole group, friends, family, loved ones, that whole group, and volunteering. And volunteering just hasn't been accessible for people. But now with all this technology, we can kind of remove all the old process and allow people to just see how they can do things that are an extension of their interests in order to become a a bigger part of the world around them. Yeah, that's, it's pretty fantastic. And I think as we see more millennials like come into the workforce, it's a huge, huge driving factor for millennials. Like they, they want to contribute. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it's not just about the bottom, bottom line or the bottom dollar for them. So, you know, I think what you're, what you're doing is pretty incredible. And at the same time, I'm, I'm also curious as to, you know, the, the sort of the man behind the idea, right? So like, how did you come up with this idea? And has volunteering always been something that is a passion for you? Or is it is it just like a, a problem that you saw that you wanted to that you wanted to fix? Like, where did where did this sort of zest for volunteering come from? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was never in high school when that when I first came faced with the concept of the idea of volunteering in general. I was never the kid who was the teacher's pet straight A student. Um, you know, gung ho about going to college, you know, at Harvard kind of person, I just knew what I cared about and spent time with my friends doing the things I love to do. And at some point, I realized that volunteering could be a really formative part of my personal development, it could help me understand who I am, my sense of purpose in the world, uh, you know, how, how I can interact with people I don't know in order to improve their lives. And that became interesting to me, like it does for so many other people who are about that age, 16, 17, starting to think maybe about doing volunteer work in order to apply to college or to graduate. But I encountered so much friction just trying to help out. It was unbelievable. I didn't know where to go to find volunteer work. I didn't know how to sort through it, if I was qualified, who was hosting it, if I could get a hold of them, if I'd have to do a background check, when their next opportunity was, if there was training in advance of that opportunity, and like even if I'd be interested after all that. So I just I just couldn't imagine how the thing that seems like it could be the easiest thing in the world to do, which is just make a decision to do something for somebody else could be so complicated. And I knew at that point that there needed to be a reimagination in the ways that all of us think about spending our time in the way that we understand what out there could benefit from us spending our time in those, in those places. And I think there's also a much broader spectrum of opportunities out there than most people realize. I mean, in any city you live in, you can definitely go find soup kitchens to work in or or homeless shelters or recycle clothing or, or help plant trees. But I bet you didn't know that you can also go babysit wolf puppies, rebuild wheelchairs or make a float for the Rose Parade. And there are thousands of opportunities like that in every city. So when you have a platform like Golden, it's a lot easier to give them an even playing field so that everybody in the world who had some sort of inclination that they might want to discover what's out there can find something that is really an authentic match for their interests. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic because you're kind of putting the the onus into the hands of the people who are wanting to do the volunteering 
instead of having these, you know, not-for-profits and charities trying to source out relentlessly and spending a ton of money on, on trying to find good people to come in. So I think that's a, it's a pretty cool way of doing it because then, you know, people that are wanting to volunteer can source it out. So, and, and so what is the sort of state of the nation when it comes to volunteers these days? I mean, you mentioned a while ago that people who volunteer are happier and live longer, but are we are we struggling to find volunteers or is it more are we struggling to find the right volunteers, the more engaged volunteers? Do we have too many volunteers? All great questions. So today, about 24 or 25% of Americans volunteer every year. And uh, that's a lot, but it should also be a lot more than that. And if you look at different counties in the country, you'll see a really good indicator of, of why it should be that way. So if you look at something like Salt Lake City or the Twin Cities, um, or even New Orleans, you can easily have well over 70%, 80% of people volunteering. But if you look at Los Angeles, we're way below the national average. And I think there are a lot of different reasons for that. But the truth of the matter is that anything you do for fun, you should be able to do in a more noble way. And I'd like to see the national average, at least in the States and you know beyond when we expand, get well above that 80%. Because there are tremendous benefits for all of us when we do volunteer. For example, studies do show that you're happier and you live longer, but you also learn subject matter better because you're teaching it to somebody else. You also meet new people. You also walk around your neighborhood and see it in a different way. You also take all of the time you would have spent doing something and you do it with more people. So technically speaking, the time you spend on your own is underutilized labor. If you look at how much more effect it could have if you were with other people. All those things are huge. But if you take a step back and you look at our system, our social sector, and the organizations that operate within it, it's really important that nonprofits have better labor, more efficient labor, or more engaged labor, because it drives down their costs. And it's kind of a zero-sum game when it comes to nonprofit budgets. So all the money they would have spent on recruiting then goes back into working toward their mission. And that's a very important dynamic that we want to encourage because the whole point of a nonprofit is that they're set up around that mission. They're designed to execute against it in a way that a for-profit company might not. And we want to really be able to add fuel to the fire by doing that. Awesome. So for the for the people that are out there that are that are listening, that are active volunteers or that are maybe feeling that sort of call to volunteer in the next little while, what what advice would you give them? Like how can they most effectively go find a place to to volunteer for? Because here here in Canada and you know in some of the other cities around the states, it's maybe not as easy because you know we don't have platforms um, such as Golden. Because Golden is just in the states for right now. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. I mean we. We definitely have ambitions to expand soon. We just want to do it with a very stable community as we go. I would say there are places where you can poke around to find opportunities uh, online, no matter where you are. It's just that some work more efficiently than others, and some are built for certain types of people. For example, skilled accountants. Um, you know, there's like you can use something like the Taproot Foundation to find, a, you know, a skilled volunteer job. It's just that. For me and for a lot of other people like me and millennials and probably people listening to the show, it's not always easy to sign up for an eight-week commitment of like four hours at a time and do like a two-day training. I think it's a lot better to find things that organically 
integrate with the lifestyles that we have so that we can continue to make decisions to further investigate and support the things that mean something to us. So if, if you would consider yourself among the latter, uh, I, I would say to maybe start thinking about criteria that would constitute a really fun way to spend your time. And that could be, do you want to be inside or outside? Do you want to be in a big group or do something more kind of solitary? Do you uh, want it to be active or do you want it to be mellow? Do you want to go far from your house to check out someplace new or do you want to find someplace around the corner uh, that'll introduce new meaning. And then start thinking about whether uh, the goal is to have like an immediate human action interaction with somebody to be able to appreciate the difference that you're making, or is it to find ways to apply your interests in more noble ways? And you can kind of pursue the options that may be available to you according to how you want to how you want to spend your time. And, and so then, so these filters are, are ensuring that are, you know, uh, putting the best foot forward as far as getting the right jobs into the right hands of the, of the volunteers. Yeah. And you know, the trick is that sometimes we all need encouragement. I mean, if you asked me to go do something with you, I would be much more inclined than just kind of maybe self-motivating. So, you know, that's the beauty of technology is that you can use social media to encourage people or call them out or share your stories afterward. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just try and make everything as accessible and shareable as possible so that when we're able to capture that spark of interest, we can take it and apply it pretty quickly. Right. So, so as a volunteer, and, and, sorry, let's put, let's put ourselves in the shoes of a, of a volunteer coordinator or someone from a sort of mid-sized uh, organization. What do I need to do to ensure that my volunteers are feeling valued and, and, and uh, are happy? Great question. So I actually wrote my master's thesis on this. So I, I would claim, that, <laughs> I would claim that there are not very many other people out there. That better really be a good answer, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's really pretty basic. I mean, you'd, you'd be shocked. I think you need to hit home on three key points. The purpose of the organization, why it exists, what you're going to be doing to create some sort of impact as a result of being affiliated with this organization. And the volunteers need to believe in that. And the second phase is to have tasks that are manageable. So I know what task I'm going to do. I know what task somebody else is going to do. I can have some sense of accomplishment in that task at the end of a session, whether or not it's totally completed, I think is a little bit less relevant than understanding what I'm supposed to do and a sense of completion of some, some subset of those things on the job. And then the third is to have a social network, um, or at least a set of relationships. And that means I either know who I'm interacting with when I'm there, or I meet friends when I'm there, or I know who's running this organization, and that's what's keeping me back after the tasks are done. So if you think of it chronologically, you need to have the big vision in order to attract volunteers. You know, if they don't believe in the purpose of, of the organization, maybe they should go somewhere else, and that's fine. Once they're there, you really want to make the most use of their time by giving them things that they know support that mission and that they know they're, they're making some progress toward. And then you want to be able to call attention to the work they did, introduce them to the other people, uh, introduce them to new things down the road so that when you do make that progress, 
you've really made a volunteer for life who's going to bring in the other people they know to keep coming back. So in our app, we communicate that in very basic ways. We say, what's the purpose? And it's like a couple words, like to help uh, reverse the effects of climate change. Uh, what are the tasks you will be um, doing lab research around understanding the effects of you know, carbon emissions from uh, agriculture, uh, including like being around cows or something. I don't know. I'm making this up. And then the third, the third would be like the vibe, which is like, in this case, if you're working around animals in a lab, it might be like, you know, mad scientists working with cows, you know, and, and that's enough in an authentic way to be able to speak to the real person you want to address. And maybe you're not getting every volunteer out there. Maybe not everybody wants to be that mad scientist. But a lot of people do and people who do are the ones you really want because they're going to be committed to you forever as long as you meet their expectations. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I, I, I like those criteria because it really simplifies the experience for the user. And I think it simplifies the experience for you know the, the people who are running the volunteer programs as well. So I, I guess my next question is for for businesses out there, um, you know, for for small companies and small businesses who are wanting to engage their employees, because I think that's a big push right now. Is there's a lot of companies who, you know, they don't have a volunteering program, they don't have a community outreach program, and their employees are coming to them and saying, "Hey, you know, we want." this company to be more active in the community. What sort of like one piece of advice would you give to those companies and how can they get further involved? How can they, how can they get like 20, 30, 50, a hundred people involved in the most effective way? Cause I think that that's kind of a big challenge for people. Totally. And it's a huge market, not just because there's interest from the employees, but a lot of corporations get tax write-offs. In fact, all of them in the United States get tax write-offs if you donate um, paid employee time uh, toward volunteering. It also has the benefit of introducing you to organizations around and, and building relationships and sometimes maybe where those relationships could use rebuilding and maybe where people love you and you just want to show them how much you love them back. My advice is not to spend tons of time organizing your own volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, a typical number that we see when we work with big enterprise companies is it costs about $10,000 to organize 100 volunteers for a volunteer day. And that's before you start donating back to the organization and, and so forth. Um, you know, it's a self-serving question for me to answer in the sense that we have a solution for that. Our solution, you know, just speaking from our perspective, is to allow all of the users of Golden to volunteer as they will, um, but to affiliate with their employer or their school or whoever. And then we have an administrator, a designated administrator at the company who can pick certain opportunities that they want to promote or they can call somebody else and just say they want to do a private opportunity for their employees and then it takes less than 30 seconds to put it on Golden. Everybody who's affiliated with that company as an employee will see that opportunity in their feed and can sign up. So it, it takes a process that would have caught, cost $10,000 and taken a week to orchestrate, and it makes it 30 seconds and free. So uh, that's our solution to it. We also like the ability of enabling the employees to kind of voice what they're interested in and and uh also for in certain instances let's say there's an emergency 
uh, flood and a company wants to help out with the flood, there's no reason why the administrator couldn't just instantly stand something up that's reliable and be able to coordinate everybody just using the technology and not through, you know, massive processes offline. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And I asked because I used to work for a company that was kind of going through that transition of trying to figure out how they could uh, how they could get, you know, thousands and thousands of employees to go and volunteer. And it was quite an interesting process. So what do you see? You know, let, let's talk about the future a little bit because we, you know, we've kind of talked about some of the challenges that volunteer organizations face and some of the challenges that individuals face. You know, with Golden and why you built it, what do you see possible in the future for nonprofits and charities? A very, very broad question. Um, I think generally we're going to be giving everybody the tools they need to celebrate the best parts about their organization. So when you have a level playing field and access to the best content. You know, we have user-generated content from the volunteers and also from the hosts, the nonprofits. You can start to really attract the people who you need to support your organization. I think we'll also start to see which organizations do certain things more efficiently than others. And if the goal here is really to create a world where we can solve challenges that need to be solved then we really want to be directing the finite pool of resources we have toward the most efficient channels for deploying those resources. So, uh, you know, I think you might see a little bit of consolidation um, around which organizations end up working uh, most closely with certain causes. Awesome. So so maybe, we, maybe it would be great to kind of learn about uh, a most recent case study that's that you thought was successful for, for the organization. Are you able to kind of share that with us? Sure, yeah. We have a, one of the organizations we've worked closely with in LA uh, is called Off the Wall Graffiti. And it takes skate parks and other places that are likely to get graffitied and takes at-risk youth and it gives them spray cans and artists kind of leading a creative exercise and helps them get more familiar with the practice of graffitiing and taking care of public works kind of um, environments. And the kids go and, and work with these artists and will graffiti a skate park, for example, um, which is really fun because it, it helps get people off the street, find a safe venue to do things, take care of the assets that they have, you know, to support their civic living. And also, um, you know, just kind of puts a good, good group of people together. We saw that after Golden sent a bunch of volunteers to that organization, um, you know, unfortunately, the organizer of that opportunity was diagnosed with cancer and started to go through chemo. And when she went through chemo, some of her volunteers from Golden and elsewhere all shaved their heads in an act of solidarity with her to kind of show how much they appreciated the influence she'd had in their lives. And, you know, obviously um, how behind they were and the causes that she supported. Um, that's kind of like, you know, a little feel good story, but we'd see those things like maybe once a week, there'll be something super standout where we're just like, a, you know, this wasn't what we imagined would happen, but it's such a pleasure to see everybody making this their own and kind of, being the versions of themselves that they want to be. It must be a pretty cool experience being a, you know, being an entrepreneur and seeing that happen to your company kind of without you 
playing too much of a role in that other than just giving them the platform. It's amazing. I mean, to think about the different times we've been through good and bad, just, you know, our whole team um, starting a company, it's, uh, you know, everything is difficult, but every once in a while you get uh, things that are just astounding. So for, for example, um, we didn't do really any marketing at all when we launched our app and we got a thousand volunteer users in the first two weeks, which was incredible. But the most incredible part about that was that we didn't really know any of these people. Like we knew 75 or 80 of them and the rest were just people who'd heard about it or searched through the app store and, and found us. And, um, you know, we sort of validated our our intuition that there was a need for something like this. And every once in a while we'll get little (laughs) surprises like that, that are just the most motivating thing you could ever ask for. That's fantastic. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, sharing that, Sam. I I guess my next question uh, as we start to wrap up um, is, you know, something like in five years, where do you see Golden being? Like, what's your, what's your sort of dream for Golden? And is there any way for people to support that? that dream and that vision. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you go to our website, goldenvolunteer.com or you download our app golden and in the iTunes store and the Android store in a month, um, just let us know what markets you want us to be in because we're prioritizing which markets we enter soon. Um, within five years, we should be all over the world and we'll be having a bunch of information about how people are using gold and that will help run better organizations, better governments, um, better, philanthropic practices. And when we have all that information, uh, we'll be able to direct all of our resources in the most efficient ways, which I think is really exciting. But we also don't want to lose sight of, you know, the use for what we call a volunteer user today, anybody who wants to use our app, which is you can just open the app and you can recreate at whatever frequency you want a moment when you feel like the version of yourself that you really want to be. And volunteering is a very effective way to do that, but there are probably going to be other effective ways to do that too. So we might start to enrich the types of content and the ways that we share it with our users when we know more and more about who they are. So already, when we look at matching people with volunteers or volunteers with opportunities, we look at where they are, when they're available, where they've gone in the past and liked, where their Facebook friends have gone in the past and liked, what their expressed interests are on Facebook. Uh, through their likes or events or groups that they're in. And we start to build an understanding of who you are and give you more of the things curated to you that we think you're going to want to be a part of. And uh, it's, it seems, it seems like a lot of technology going on behind the scenes and maybe it is, but it's just to give you the simplest experience possible where you open up an app, it feels like you and it feels like, it's very easy for you to just make one more decision to go someplace and to make the most out of your life. And uh, one of the other inspiring things we've seen is it's not a coincidence that the people who are in a place like that are the ones who've gone through a really difficult time. And the most common ones we see are people just had a breakup. They just lost their job. They just moved to a new city. They have some sort of job with free time during the day and they feel like they want to do something meaningful with that day, or they feel like they want to spend time with their family in a way that's different than they're used to. Um, And it means a lot to us to be able to give everybody else the tools they need to find happiness in their own ways. So I think we're going to continue to stay 
committed to that as we expand our offerings in the future. Awesome. Thanks very much. So last question for you, um, more about yourself personally, what is the legacy that you would like to create in the world? Like, what do you, what do you want to leave behind at the end of all this? At the end of this project, I think we really just want to give people very personal access to what makes them happy physically, you know, by, by getting out and, and doing something that makes you happy. We want people to have that. And then we also uh, want to solve the world's problems that are solvable by directing the right resources to them in the right ways. And that's this project. And, you know, maybe in the future, there'll be other entrepreneurial projects. I've certainly spent a good part of my time as an entrepreneur, mentoring other entrepreneurs and getting mentored by other entrepreneurs. And I think just personally, I'm most motivated by the most complex socioeconomic problems, the things that don't seem like, oh, if we had this one thing, it would be solved. But the things that seem like, how did we get to this place where we're in? And how do we orchestrate all of us to kind of come up with something that works for people a lot better? And that's what's so appealing about this market to me. And I think what scared people for so long about it is this is the biggest labor market, um, you know, for, for people's free time. And we want to help people have the tools that they would have in a more professional setting in order to um, make the most of their time and, and their lives. That's incredible, Sam. Thanks so much for sharing that. And, and thanks so much for being on the Man Talks podcast. We, we really, really appreciate your time and, and really, really appreciate getting to know more about you and, and about Golden. Um, for, for, for the listeners out there, you definitely want to check out Golden at goldenvolunteer.com. You can also download the app through the uh, iTunes store and, and as Sam mentioned through the Android store in about a month and, and let Golden know, uh, whether you want to see the app available in, in your part of the world. Uh, I know our community is very, very motivated and, and I, I can definitely see this being something that they're going to want to wrap their, their hands around soon. Um, so get the word out there as much as possible. And you can go to the Mantox site to learn more about Mantox uh, by going to mantox.com for more podcasts, blog posts, and any videos of our events, which are going to be going live soon. And of course, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, never miss an episode. And please, please, please leave us a ratings on iTunes uh, to help man it forward. Thanks so much for listening to the Mantox podcast. Catch us next week for another inspiring conversation with an inspiring man. 